The Florida Panthers lose a heartbreaker in Pittsburgh on today's show. It is a Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast with Jacob Winans will be joining me to discuss this 7-6 to six overtime loss for the Panthers. But not everything is bad for the Panthers regarding this loss. And it has nothing to do with the fact that they have one point on the night. We'll talk about this and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, January 25th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're to our team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On AHL Network, including Locked On AHL. Locked on Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden and Locked on AHL Prospects with Heidi Halakash. And don't forget to send in your subscription of your screenshot of your subscription of the Locked on Florida Panthers YouTube channel and your five star rating on whichever podcast app you listen to Locked on Panthers and send it to over to me at LO underscore FLA Panthers to DM on Twitter or Locked on FLA Panthers at gmail.com for your chance to win two free tickets. So the Florida Panthers versus Tampa Bay Lightning game on February 6th. So like, like we said at the top, uh, the Panthers was a heartbreaker and this was really an opportunity with, you know, Pittsburgh being up by three points, entering the night with three games in hand. And, you think about the January schedule for, for this Panthers team. And this was the end of the road, literally before a big homestand, which is divided with the all-star break and just getting out to a two goal lead, not maintaining that lead. And then Pittsburgh going up ahead late in the first and then late in the third, and then still scratching and clawing, to, to at least getting a point. But the Panthers lose this one 7-6 to six in overtime against Pittsburgh, and this will be a great time to bring in my guest on the show. It is a Winans Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, which means Jacob Winans is back. Um, Jacob, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, as always. Yeah, man, and uh, thank you for coming on. And uh, it, it's it's this one's not an easy one. But this was such a fun hockey game, win or lose, because of just we had everything in this one where the Pittsburgh Penguins were just dominating the possession early and then the Panthers were the ones to really score on their opportunities. It felt like that they were the opportunistic team, unlike the like unlike their opposition last night in the New York Rangers, it felt like the Panthers were being the opportunistic team with loose pucks all over and um, getting on the power play, which Matthew Kachuk drawing the penalty. He drew two 
uh, penalties on Marcus Pedersen. So it, it, going into the next matchup against the Pittsburgh Penguins in a few months, you know that uh, if there's um, that Marcus Pedersen is prone to uh, going to the box uh, and the Panthers crashing into the net, getting a two goal lead, but then three straight goals by the Pittsburgh Penguins early on in that first period. I mean, at one point, like going a little bit, rewinding a little bit, it was six to one shot out goal advantage Penguins before those two goals um, and a deflection goal for the Penguins and to um, and losing a board battle in the neutral zone. Uh, right. And Damon Heinen uh, getting a goal for the Penguins, which that fourth line for the Penguins got two goals on the night and, and then, then taking them, taking the, uh, the three, two lead late in the first before Carver Hagee uh, forced Casey to Smith out of his net to tie it up at three. But I kind of knew the Panthers were in trouble once that second goal came in um, because even though they brought up the stat on the broadcast that the Panthers were 18, 0 and one when getting the first two goals, once that second one, uh, went in. Uh, I kind of figured that the Panthers were in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, it, it's been a it's been a recurring issue. The Panthers haven't really been able to hold leads as well as they would like this year. Um, and tonight was unfortunately no different. Uh, you go up two zero early in the game. That's the perfect opportunity for you to really uh, apply the pressure and and bury a team. They didn't do it. Uh, they let them back in. They they never really seemed to control the play for, for long stretches. It seemed like it was back and forth all night. Uh, the Panthers, for the most part, were were kind of the were, were kind of a step behind Pittsburgh, um, which we kind of knew was going to happen coming off of back to back. But um, when you have a lead, you'd like to see that effort level uh, a little bit higher. Uh, the 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 pressure on on in, in possession time in the ozone it's got to be higher when you're when you're trying to protect the lead. They had no problem putting pucks in the back of the net tonight. It's just defensively, a lot of breakdowns. Um, they didn't really – Alex Lyon was, was up and down this game. He made some really spectacular stops, but he also had some really poor positioning on a few goals that uh, he, he'd obviously like to have back. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a really frustrating one because they needed two regulation points, but um, you, you really can't you – can't, you can't afford to get in these track meet type of games, especially with the Panthers down a couple of guys. And the lineup, Sam Bennett not in, Eric Stahl not in, still haven't gotten Duclair back. Uh, Patrick Hornquist is out, obviously. There's there's a lot of guys that are missing. It's a lot of depth scoring, and you don't want to get in track meets because eventually uh, all it takes is one break, and we saw that that's how this game ended. Um, I will say I, I give full credit to the guys for, for fighting back multiple times when they did blow leads. They didn't. Uh, they didn't turtle. They didn't give up. They didn't throw in the towel like, oh, we just blew another lead, game over. Uh, it did take some fight back to stay in it, and it took some fight back to get an overtime point. Uh, so I will definitely credit them for that. Uh, the Panthers' star players offensively played like star players. Barkov, Kachuk, uh, Verhage, Reinhardt, Ekblad all, all performed well offensively. Um, it's just defensively you'd like to you'd like to hold up a little better when you're holding a lead. Yeah, and just the circumstances, too, where you mentioned Stahl and Bennett not playing and just the the Pittsburgh Penguins had the center advantage, no doubt, throughout the night. And, of course, they had the last change being the home team as well. And that was always going to be a tall task for them. And, of course, uh, 
the goaltending advantage as well. Casey DeSmith, even though he's the backup goaltender, which last minute uh, Casey DeSmith was the starter and they didn't even have a backup goalie dressed. Tristan Jari was just a complete scratch. So they had, they would have had to go to an e-bug situation had Casey DeSmith gotten hurt on the night. And then of course, on the Panthers side of things, we were, we were drawing this emotionally pen. We were emotionally penciling in Spencer Knight as the starter for this one. And Alex Lyon, Four straight appearance for for the Panthers. Four straight start is uh, excuse me, third straight start for him. You know, positionally um, positionally sound on some of them, but like I, like I said, a few that he would um, want to get back the 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 Malkin goal um, just goes uh, right right by uh, right by his glove, which was the one that um, gave the the Penguins the the. Uh, six five lead at the time and 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 just uh but the amount of times that the penguins crashed the net and he answered the bell as well that I, I gotta give a lot of credit he stopped some two-on-ones as well as as a as the pens power play ended and even for the panthers i mean even before ekblad's shorthanded goal the 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 panthers were getting in on some shorthanded three-on-twos as well but it, it still doesn't look good that the Panthers uh, two of five on the penalty call on the night. Yeah. Special teams are still a problem. Uh, the power play has gotten hot lately. Um, and my only, my only criticism on that power play is, is uh, we, we tend to give up a few shorthanded chances from misplaying pucks at the blue line and have to cut down on that. And I would just like to see the power play cash in, in a big moment. I feel like we haven't seen that too much. Uh, when when the momentum can swing with the power play goal, when when it's a really big moment, late game tie game, um, uh, when it's when when the, the pressure is high and the and the lights are bright, I feel like the power play uh, has not been there. Um, I'd like to see the power play improve in that aspect, but the penalty kill is still a massive problem. Um, going against the likes of, of Chris Letang, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, these are all guys that they that power play unit has been has been nasty for for over a decade now. Mm -hmm. this, this is a group that they know how to they know how to run a successful power play. Um, the, the, just the the goal that makes it 6-5 uh, Evgeny Malkin, they they worked the puck to him the entire time. He has two want to say three shots blocked by Gustav Forsling. They, they knew they had him hobbled. They knew they had broken his stick. They just kept getting it back to him, and, and Malkin cashes in on that side. It, it's, it was precise. It was veteran. It was everything you expect to see from, from a Pittsburgh Penguins power play, and the Panthers didn't really answer the bell at all. Um, it, it was pretty fitting that the Penguins is what won them the game in overtime. Um, we kind of saw that coming a mile away, the way the Panthers' penalty kill has played. Uh, but it's also worth noting Sam Bennett, and Eric Stahl are two big pieces of that penalty kill, especially in the faceoff circle. Tough to kill penalties without them, but I'll say this: if the Panthers are in a in a spot where they are still in that playoff race come trade deadline time, uh, I don't care about chasing a big name or a big big salary or a high ticket player. Just get some depth guys who kill penalties, because uh, that that is really this team's Achilles' heel right now. That that penalty kill is is really rough to watch at, at this point in time. Uh, you, despite the fact that they've gotten a couple of shorthanded goals recently, it, it really isn't canceling out what they've given up lately. So, um, yeah, that that was a that was a big area of concern. And uh, it, Alex Lyon, it, it, like I said, he was up and down. 
I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pin the blame on this of this game on him. Um, he is kind of interesting to me though because it, it it seems he may, he has no trouble making some spectacular saves, some scramble saves, the highlight reel stuff. Then he lets in an easy one that he would obviously like to have back that he's made probably thousands of times in his career. That that Evgeny Malkin goal late is one he saw all the way. I felt like that should have been a save. He he definitely knows it should have been a save. Um, but he he made plenty of spectacular saves tonight to make up for the 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 softy that he let in there, and and it would be unfair to pin the blame on him tonight. Yeah, and uh, the the Panthers at times also didn't do uh, Alex Lina a, a, a few favors as well, and we'll get to that more in segment number two of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about our new sponsor here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It's and. We're going to tell you all about FanDuel. And the NFL playoffs are here with Conference Championship Weekend here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner at the Locked On Podcast Network because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout on with a same game parlay. All on the app, it's safe, secure, and easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Back on this Wednesday, January 25th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, it is a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. And Jacob, uh, a few of a few of the going back to uh, just the breakdowns that the that the Panthers had that that kind of left Alex Lyon out to dry which the 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 one that was really like heart up kind of backbreaking as well for the Panthers was that fourth goal where Sidney Crosby scored on the power play the Panthers get just get a a clear just out of the zone and then um Alex Slemp of full press NHL made a point uh earlier where you have your AHL goaltender right in the net and then you're pushing up in the play and then you let Sid the kid a little loose and then goes by himself and then beats uh Alex Lyon uh, backhand as well. And then the other one uh, for the Panthers as well was the fifth one where Gudis and Mahura lose it in the boards. They um, they lose it right behind. And then Drew O'Connor is like literally um, on the on on the blue paint uh, to to uh, to tie the game at five. And just uh, just continuing the 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 break. And we spoke about the Panthers just an inability to maintain these leads uh just and 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 it kind of hurts against a, a team that now you are four points behind with them having three games in hand yeah it's almost gifting pittsburgh a stranglehold on the playoff race and that's not a team that you want to be uh chasing this time of year they know how to get it done they've done it a million times and the odds don't look so great when you're trying to come from behind against a team like that when, 
also giving them the the games of hand advantage because when it gets down to it, those nights where Pittsburgh is playing and you're idle, you know Pittsburgh is is, is playing those games like playoff games, and they they're experienced enough to know when they need to turn it on. And those are games where they are going to turn it on. Sidney Crosby is still one of the best players in the world. Chris Letang is still an all-class, all-world, first-class type of player. That's a team that, that can almost turn it on at will when they need to. And you don't want to be behind a team like that. So that that's a, that's a big problem uh, that the Panthers are in right now. And, and they're definitely not out of the race by any means. But the, the margin for error got a lot, a lot thinner with that loss. Uh, they, they really needed two points in regulation tonight, uh, only coming away with one. And, and instead of sh- shrinking the gap, they, the gap is extended and um, the game's in hand. It, it doesn't move. Uh, that, that needle stays the same. So um, the, the thing is, if you win that game in regulation, you take two points and, and climb the ladder, but it also effectively cancels out almost the game in hand for Pittsburgh. And, and you really, really needed that. Um, it, it was a massive opportunity loss for the Panthers tonight. Defensively, I think I think there were just too many errors made defensively. Uh, Mahara and Gudis have been the most reliable defense defensive shutdown pair the Panthers have had all year. You do not expect that kind of uncharacteristic mistake from them, and it leads to Drew O'Connor standing in the crease, just whacking away at a puck into an empty net in the crease behind Alex Lyon. I mean, that the kind of positioning and, and puck handling breakdown that that gives a player that kind of real estate. Um, it, it's it's shooting yourself, not just shooting yourself in the foot, shooting yourself in both feet. I mean, you really can't, you can't really do anything with that. So the the pressure is definitely on. Um, and the one thing we need to really, really keep an eye on right now is uh, guys not coasting into the all-star break because every point is, is extremely vital right now. They, they have to, they have to play out these next few games before the break with maximum intensity uh, you cannot coast into the break and say, "Oh well, we'll come out hot from from the end of this break," because you may you may already be out of the race by then if you don't uh, get results in these next three games. And on the flip side of that, you've got teams, a couple of teams on the stretch here that are already playoff teams that that know their fate. They're going to be playing postseason hockey. Maybe you catch one of those teams coasting into the break, uh, not taking game seriously. And if you do, got to jump on them. So uh, these, this, this stretch here right before the all-star break is, is absolutely huge. And hopefully the Panthers come out a little bit more whole in their lineup uh, a little bit healthier uh, when the break is over and can really make a run. And, and I'm obviously uh, alluding to, to number 10, Anthony Duclair, uh, hopefully coming back healthy and Sam Bennett as well. Yeah. Good thing about this one uh, though, is um, Verhage getting two goals on the night, passing his uh, career high. Um, Two of two of those goals, especially the one that forced overtime, just some slick hands where you thought that he was running out of real estate, and then the one where Aaron Eckblad got a saucer pass um, to Verhage earlier, and he's on a six-game point streak. Montour is on a point streak. Still crazy to think that Brandon Montour is not um, on the All-Star team. Barkov is on a point streak as well. Eight games now, and another another player that I want to discuss as well um we spoke about bottom six uh scoring fourth line scoring specifically that the pittsburgh fourth line got two of them on the night colin white his first game since january 14th against the vancouver canucks and his first point since december 11th um the the panthers won um it was a 
Panthers went in their board battles, grabbing a loose puck. Uh, Cousins backhands it to Colin White, goes backhand forehand on DeSmith. And even DeSmith uh, for, for the Penguins um, was giving up some juicy rebound opportunities. And I, I wrote a little bit on my notes in all caps, shoot, keep shooting. And um, for for the Panthers, I mean, the, the, the shot on goal advantage, I mean, in the third period alone, uh, 16 to 8 for for – for in favor of Pittsburgh as well. And just uh, the fact that the Panthers uh, survived that and and was able to even force it to overtime, uh, man, uh, just yeah, you, you thought, you thought that everything was lost. And like you said, is, is it, is it over? Is the playoff chase over? No, but by no means it's not, but your margin for error is even smaller. Yeah, and you you hit the nail on the head there. And uh, Randy Moeller mentioned it in the third period on the broadcast. They they did not do themselves any favors at all by not shooting or shooting and missing the net. Um, Casey DeSmith was was almost a, a trampoline at times in this game. Pucks were just bouncing off of him uh, back out into the slot, back into high danger areas. You have to recognize that as a as a player and and start shoot and just continue to shoot. That's really what the Penguins did in that entire third period to get themselves a, this W. They shot everything at Alex Lyon. It didn't have to be high quality. It just had to get on goal. Um, and that's, that's, really, that's, really all, that's really all you need to do sometimes. And that's the recipe for success. Uh, the Panthers didn't shoot enough um, in that third period especially. Uh, one, one glaring instance was the uh, three-on-two that they – it may have been – it was closer to a three-on-one than a three-on-two. Uh, with with Barkov, Ekblad, and uh, Anton Lundell, I didn't like to play there. Uh, Lundell gets it, passes it to, or Barkov gets it, passes it to Ekblad. Ekblad easily just take that one timer right in the slot, right down Main Street. But he he looks for a pass, he finds Lundell, but Lundell is just out of time and and has no space to shoot. Ends up putting one right into Casey DeSmith's pad. When you get chances like that, especially if you're Aaron Ekblad, that has to get to the net. You have to shoot that. He has the one timer lined up from 20 feet in front of the net, wide open. It, it is. It's not. It's a high percentage shot. If it doesn't go on goal, or if it doesn't go in the net, it's a shot on goal with a, a high likelihood of a rebound for one of your best forwards right there in front. Those are opportunities you cannot miss. You have to capitalize on those. And if they want to make the playoffs and they want to go on a run here at the end, those are the ones that are going to have to get to the net. Uh, the, the the shooting percentage it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be pretty it just has to get to the net uh, and the rebounds are there that's where Kachuk has made his living all year we've seen Verhage get some some timely rebound goals Sam Reinhart has done that recently the recipe for success is right in front of them they've they've done it in stretches they just need to do it consistently uh, and and I thought they missed a lot of opportunities where where they could have had shots on goal against a very vulnerable goalie tonight uh, he he wasn't expecting to start. Um, he was not the planned starter. He has no backup. That's that creates a, a really pressure cooker situation for a goalie, and you have to capitalize on that by putting uh, you put forty plus shots on goal and and see what sticks. And, and you know you score six goals anyway, but it could have been seven, eight, nine. We could have had ten. Uh, the, the the rebounds were there uh, if they if they wanted them. Uh, but I don't want to skip over Colin White at all. He he really made a, a, a solid return of the lineup. He was very noticeable in that third period, especially. Um, I was I was pleased with this game. I, I thought he played well, and um, 
he he's contending for a spot back in the lineup. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who exactly he'll push out. Could be Denisenko, um, which I, I wouldn't necessarily love to see that. I think Denny's been playing well, but uh, production matters. And Colin White got back on the score sheet, uh, played a really solid game tonight. Uh, I, I was happy to see him rewarded uh, as he re-entered the lineup. It's been a long time for him without a goal, so it was it was good to see that definitely. Yeah, and Colin White getting his sixth of the season, helping out the bottom six as uh, both teams had all types of goals shorthanded. Um, five of the thirteen goals in this uh, uh, third in this uh, hockey game came not on five on five. Uh, so just a really uh really high octane uh hockey game uh in general but we're going to transition over to segment number three where we're going to talk about just our thoughts on the overtime period and of course looking ahead to the panthers last two games right before the all-star break we're going to discuss that next here on the locked on florida panthers podcast third and final segment on this Wednesday, January 25th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Jacob Winans is here for this Winans Wednesday edition of the show. And uh, Jacob, the Panthers, like we spoke about, not only is the penalty kill mess, but the fact that they go to the box a lot. And But there was a few times where I was just in full disagreement about the whole the them going to the box. I mean... Kachuk gets cross-checked by, I believe it was Jeff Petrie in their own zone, mm-hmm. and then later gets called for a tripping call, which actually that tripping was actually on Ratko Gudis, not Matthew Kachuk. But in that situation, because Matthew Kachuk is not as involved in the penalty kill as Ratko Gudis, I didn't mind it being Matthew Kachuk being sent to the box. Um, it was the right call, but just not calling that. And then the whole Toronto situation, again, with the stick uh, being uh, Evgeny Malkin just uh, getting a... Uh, Alex Lyon's stick and uh, getting it away from from him. Luckily, that didn't result in a goal. But that that if, if that was called interference last week in Toronto, shouldn't should that have been called uh, that same thing uh, that same thing uh, on Tuesday night? And it's funny, the Panthers had the West McCauley as a referee for back to back nights. He was uh, their referee on uh, on uh, Monday night, even though. I, I, I kind of like Wes McCauley just of how he does his uh, calls as well. Um, but also that Montour high stick uh, to in, in overtime. Thought it was a little bit of an embellishment by uh, uh, Jeff Petrie there. And the fact that it was the last two minutes uh, in the game, I kind of had a bad feeling that it was going to end over in overtime, that we were not going to get to a shootout. And then uh, – the, the Panthers did have their chances uh, it, early in that overtime. Anton Lundell up front and then Matthew Kachuk in the slot uh, in, in, a, in a certain sequence. And then Alex Lyon coming up with a save on Chris Letang early on in the overtime and then saved by the post uh, late, later on. But just the, the fact that they, they have gone to the box a, a few times, even though I didn't agree with every single one of those calls, it just... Um, I would I would have I would have still been okay if they got a, a win in overtime um and the penguins uh getting getting one you, you you don't complain about wins even if you give the opposition one. Yeah, I agree. I, at at this stage where we're 
kind of transitioning into the time where we're standings watching, but we're not fully there yet. And right now the, the, the emphasis is just getting as many points as possible. Uh, still, you still need two points out of every game. That's where we're at right now. So it's not, um, I would have been fine taking two Pittsburgh gets one at, at least you're at least you gain some ground at least you put two more points in the bank we're still in that just put points in the bank area of the season um but at the same time yeah the officiating it's been noticeably bad against the Panthers specifically the last few games um you know we you're an official yourself we get on we get on here every week and we try not to criticize the refs we try not to blame losses on them Tonight's loss is not entirely on officiating, but they certainly didn't help. Um, and and it, it has been noticeably bad. And Paul Maurice has already taken a fine for his comments. Um, a couple nights later, he's, he says, well, I'm in no position financially to comment on the refs again. After it was all, it was noticeably bad again, after he had publicly expressed displeasure with how badly it was, it was officiated just a couple of games before. So. I feel like the NHL needs to take notice. The the refereeing has been lopsided. It's been disproportionate. It has been blatantly unfair in, in a couple of these games recently. Tonight I thought was a good example. Uh, late in the game, the, the Nick Cousins trip, that's just a weak call. It's a terrible call. Nick Cousins is falling down, on, on his way down, barely makes contact. And and two guys, that's two guys battling for a puck, and they both hit the ice. It's not a trip especially especially an ozone penalty i mean there's there's just no reason to to make that call at all i i strongly disagreed with that one and then the one in overtime uh the the brandon montour high stick yes he high he is a high stick he high sticked him but i want to say it was petrie who got high who, who took the high stick yep. to the face threw his head back so far i thought it was going to fall off his shoulders and the any any other circumstance, the refs are calling that embellishment because it that is the reason the rule was created is to stop things like that. In overtime, you don't want it to end on special teams. The reason we have three on three is is because three on three is exciting hockey. It's a great way to end games. You got to even that out. I mean, it's an embellishment. Yes, it's a high stick, but it's an embellishment to draw a call. You send them both to the box and you and you play three on three for another minute and a half and see who gets who comes out with the win. That's what the rule is there for. That's what the NHL should be should be looking for here. Um, I, I disagree with a lot of their calls, and and it's telling the third period in overtime, uh, no penalties called on Pittsburgh, but the Panthers have sat in the box three times. Um, it's frustrating. It, it it's it's especially frustrating when officiating is bad to the point where it actually affects the outcome of the game. Uh, if there's bad calls, you know bad calls are going to happen. The referees are human. But when their bad calls are starting to to directly result in wins and losses, that's when you've got a problem. And the Panthers have had a real problem with that the last few games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's been a little bit of an issue for for the Panthers. But despite everything, Jacob, I'm not too discouraged about this loss completely. Not because of the one, the fact that they only got one point, but the fact that their lineup was the way it was with Bennett missing AHL goaltender, Alex Lyon in the mix, Chris Tierney having to be in the third line at Toulouse Duran and going up, going up one as well. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by the way the Panthers fought. And that's why there, there's still, I believe a, a lot to play for. And look, I'm just looking at the standings right now. Not not 
and I'm and the part that I'm looking at right now in front of my face is not even the fact that they are behind as much as they are, but the fact that they of the of the 50 games that the Panthers have played, only 21 have been at home. So there is so they played 29 road games, only 11 left. The, the the Panthers have gone through the gauntlet and it's still right there for them for for the taking to make something happen with one matchup left against Pittsburgh, two against Buffalo, two against Washington, which uh Buffalo won in regulation against St. Louis, and right now the Capitals are losing to the Colorado Avalanche three to one on the road. And it's still right. It's still right there, and it, and luckily on Friday night against the LA Kings, what is the LA Kings' uh, biggest weakness right now? Right now, it's goaltending. Jonathan Quick has regressed. Uh, Phoenix Copley last week got pulled after two goals in thirty seconds as well. They scratch out an overtime win against the Philadelphia Flyers, and yeah, you, you're facing against the team likely to win the Presidents' Trophy in the Boston Bruins. But most of the games that the Panthers have played against the Bruins have been rel- relatively close, including um, uh, blowing them out at the, the the first time that they came to FLA Live Arena um, th- this season. So I, I I really, truly believe that it, it really is right there for the taking for, for, for the Panthers. Well, um, except the third matchup for the, for the, um, the Panthers against the Bruins. I, I remember that was just a, a game that Spencer Knight was just not good in that one. That was just that was just a game of poor goaltending. I agree. You touched on a couple of key points there. Um, one, the Panthers have been over the last few years a very, very, very good team at home. Uh, playing games at home has become a real advantage for them. They're getting healthy. Uh, hopefully, we get to the All Star break with no further injuries. But they're getting healthy at a time where they're going to have a lot of games at home. That's a perfect storm to go on a run. Uh, the Panthers are, are a team that's capable of winning against anyone on their home ice. And if they can put some wins together uh, on home ice and get some guys back in the lineup that can contribute, uh, I think they could end up being in a really good spot come trade deadline time, come come playoff time. I think they could be in a good position. Um, with that said, L.A., that's a tough opponent, of course, but the Panthers arguably should have won that game in L.A. the first time they played them this year. It was a terrible call by the worst referee to have refing a Panthers game. Yes, sir. Uh, He, he took a goal away. That was clearly a goal and Panthers probably win that game. If he doesn't Uh, with, with that said, I feel like LA is a winnable game. I feel like Boston. Yes, they're a juggernaut, but I feel like that's a winnable game. We've already beaten them at home once. Uh, and, And for the most part, I feel good about the Panthers in the, in some of their head to heads with direct playoff competition. The Panthers have not, it hasn't been easy, but they haven't necessarily struggled too much with Buffalo. Buffalo is going to be in it right till the end. And the Panthers play them very well. Uh, Washington. I feel good about beating them if we have to. Uh, I feel like, and I've been saying this, I, I, I've been saying that Pittsburgh was not really the team that we're going to end up chasing. I think it's going to be Washington who's going to slide and we're going to have to catch the Capitals. I think Pittsburgh ends up overtaking down the stretch. I, I think Washington is the team we're going to be competing with for that last spot. Um, 
I feel good about head-to-heads against Washington. I feel like Washington's goaltending is not as solid as a lot of people think. Uh, I think their I think their defense is kind of thin, and I feel like our forwards, when healthy, we can go stride for stride with their forwards. So I I feel good about about competing with Washington. Buffalo worries me a little bit because that team can score, um, but their goaltending as well is not not rock solid enough where you can count them into that playoff spot. We are right there, uh, battling for for one of those final two spots, and I, I think the head to head matchups we have every shot to win those. Um, a lot of home games left. It's important to pack the arena. Uh, the playoffs really start now. Um, fans have to create a home a home ice environment. So take this as your call to get to the games. If you can, please be in the building and, and create a hostile environment because they, they definitely need it. We, we saw last year what kind of environment that can create for the players, uh, both home team and opposition. It has a different effect. Uh, so I, I, think, I think that's hugely important. But there's a ton to play for and the team, the results aren't always there right now. They still haven't gotten a three game win streak yet, but they're playing the right way. You're starting to see the, you're starting to see them turn a corner. Uh, Guys are starting to heat up. You're starting to see things kind of change from what, what we saw earlier in the year. I would say the best way to compare it is this. How, how would you see, tonight's team performing against the Panthers of two months ago. I think tonight's team probably would have blown them out. Uh, they're, they're starting to play the right way. And tonight's result, it sucks to not get two points. But this is the type of game where if we're not behind in the standings, we're celebrating getting a point with Alex Lyon in goal, Sam Bennett on the shelf on the second night of a back-to-back. That's a great result if we're not chasing the Penguins in the standings. It, it's all... It's all about where we are right now uh, because of earlier in the year, it has nothing to do with how they played tonight. So um, that's, that's what I would, that's my takeaway from, from only getting a point tonight. I feel like, I feel like we would have celebrated this if we were in a better position in the standings, but it is what it is. (laughs) Jacob widens with the mic drop right there. Just, just such a great way to end this show, you know, and the Panthers, despite all that, um, their their points percentage at home is six forty two, like two mm-hmm. six and three. So there, it's still right there for the for the taking. And these two back to back, these two games of, of a back to back, and then you, what better to uh, face off against the Tampa Bay Lightning in, in your first game back from the All Star break, which we still have that contest going. So subscribe to the YouTube channel and and, and uh, five star rating. And send it over to me if you want a chance to get to that game. But still, right there for the taking. So and you know, up- you know, before before we sign off, I want to ask you something about that Tampa game. If if coming right out of the All Star break, Tampa Bay at home, the Panthers have are on a really really bad losing skid against Tampa. If you come out of the All Star break, say maybe get Anthony Duclair back in for that one. You beat Tampa at home. What do you think that does to propel the Panthers down the home stretch? I think that would be absolutely huge. So that's that's something I'm going to have my eye on, without a doubt. Yep, and uh, Paul Maurice even said that there's a chance that he could even return before because he was not making the trip. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to hold my breath on it. So, so going to anticipate after the All-Star break. But if he returns, even better for this team. So... Jacob, I want to say thank you for joining me on this Swinin's Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you online. 
Yep, you can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Winans8. I'm super active there, especially during the games. And please, please, please get to the arena, get to games, enjoy All-Star Weekend, and keep your heads up because it is a long stretch to the end of the year, and the Panthers are, are right in it. With 32 games to go, so plenty of time to, to do this. So, Jacob, thank you once again, and I'll see you next week. I'm looking forward to it. And if you like what you're hearing, Please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On AHL Network, including Locked On AHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On AHL Prospects with Heidi Halakash. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Peter Bukowski gives you a 30-minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene with bringing in the local experts and the take of the day. Subscribe to Locked On Sports Today on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Ramon Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day.